1: and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River.
0: And I'm podcasting from the traditional, unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the pop culture buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think.
1: And on this episode of the Taste Test, Siggy samples the graphic novel Kasama by Alan Matudio. So, Siggs, let's get right into it. What did it taste like? <laughs>
0: I really struggled with the analogy. I'm going to say polboron. If you guys had this shortbread mm. cake, cookie, I love this. Jesse knows this. He's brought it back to me as pasalubang every time from the Philippines. Mm. But there are newer flavors out. Cookies and cream, ube flavored. It's a sweet snack. Yes. Worthy, making me want more. I always think... When I was younger, if I read comic books and stuff, I always think of having like a sleeve of Oreos and milk and eating with it. So for this graphic mm. I don't feel like I gave this graphic novel the best food analogy, but I'm pairing it with something I used to eat when i read comic books growing up the graphic novel kasama which is tagalog for a companion partner associate or ally in social justice circles describes people who are in solidarity in a movement follows two characters allison and kia who are separated in the first part of the novel then reunited in a quest to find mananangal or a swan Mm. so it sounds very simple But they are reunited, these two characters, Allison and Kia. I like saying heroes. I don't usually make feminine or masculine about hero or heroine, but I think they're the heroes of the book, trying to chase down this mythical creature,
1: causing a bit of like havoc in Orchidia City. Hmm. Sounds really intriguing. I can't wait to actually now get my hands on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it worth the pop culture calories? I'm guessing yes.
0: is. What's funny is it came in the mail. I ordered it very quickly. I planned to order it last year, but I had time this year. I ordered it. It was a quick read. You are drawn back to leave through the pages thoroughly to see what I missed on the first reading. Like you want to consume it over and over again. The graph is just strike you. They have so much meaning to me as a Filipino Canadian. Each page has something mm. so interesting and engaging. It is like looking at a book full of Easter eggs. Like Poberon, I wanted more. There's little crumbs to these stories and background information about this story that's hidden. Not even hidden. It's all in these graphics from page to page.
1: I find that with graphic novels. You know, you can easily flip through a graphic novel and just look at the dialogue and just kind of get an idea of what the action is all about. Oh, yeah. But if you slow it right down, there's so much to be said in each quadrant or frame, frame by frame by frame. Sounds like that's what was happening here in Kasama
0: oh immediately i can talk about this audially but i, I don't feel like i can do it justice but well, let's continue <laughs> fair let's, enough, continue. Fair let's continue let's continue let's continue okay so
1: what does it remind you of in the pop culture buffet
0: so if you folks who are avid Halo Halo heads or hello Halo podcast listeners, we had an episode back in the fall about the Lost Shaman podcast, which is about Filipino right. mythology. Yes. If this was in graphic novel form, I feel like this would be like a sister book or like in that Ooh. genre, like a YA novel. I would set it to that. It's just, it reminds me about this jump into Filipino mythology. Not based in Canada, based in the Philippines. But just right. having those mystical parts and almost that A little bit of like, we're on a bit of a caper. We've got these two youngins trying to figure out what exactly they need to do on this quest. And what is the baggage that they're carrying? That they're not quite telling us that we're trying to piece together.
1: Mm. So kind of like a Wonder Twins duo of some sorts meets that's the pre-Philippine colonial, exactly
0: pre-colonial it,
1: ideas. Eh? That's
0: what I wanted. To say. It was like Jana and I forgot the other name of the twin, the Wonder Twins, and like even on the cover, like you see Allison posing with like her fists up and Kia standing so strong, looking oh, right yes, at the I thing. Yes, I can see it. Uh, but yes, that's yes, what I was, yes, thinking. Yes. I was thinking of the Wonder Twins, and just with these very distinct personalities. So
1: and yet yes. exploring. Indigenous or pre colonial Philippine ideas set amongst a modern narrative. Ding, ding, Intriguing ding, thing.
0: ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We'll continue
1: because there's a chock full of stuff I want to yeah, talk about. So without t- spoiling Tell me you. what you appreciated about. Kasama,
0: Kuya, like I said, it captures you in the first pages. You see Allison in Kuriput Market in Arcadia City. In only the first few pages, Kuya, like Alan Meturio not only captures a marketplace buzzing with food and energy, you can smell Mm. the e-how, you can see (laughs) the food trucks, you can hear the jeepneys when I look at it. And it's even in golden tones. You know, it's amazing. But not only does he illustrate this, he captures... Like handfuls of Filipino cultural topics and issues within frames. Boom! From an ad for lightning cream, mm. like there you go, colorism <laughs> to the changing right. of Filipino dishes to appeal to tourism and cultural foreigners in wow. Philippines. So like yeah. they're talking about a dignuan like dish, but they modified it with beans so like the right. outside tourists can eat it.
1: <laughs> so it's palatable and sanitized. Yeah, that right? right. Like right, what are so. we? What are we eliminating
0: yeah. from the culture? to make sure it assimilates, to Allison coming to the aid of a little guy named Jay being bullied about having both his parents being OFWs. Mm, Interesting. To make a better life for him. And Allison takes out her weapon, which is a balasong, Mm, with a Babayan inscription of an oracion. And that's, like, barely the first three pages.
1: How? And, like, that's just bam, the beginning.
0: bam, 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 bam. Like, it goes out there. But the thing is, though, even as a Filipino, and I'm not even well-versed, I'm aware of all these things, but as soon as I got it, this is part of my heritage. This is something we see. This is something we see. And, yes, I remember about lightning creams, but he's making social comments that
1: are just, like, oh. In graphic form. In graphic
0: form. And even just with Allison's face going, oh, you changed the food in this. Oh, you want to change the... Didn't go on. I like the real way. Oh well, you won't regret <laughs> it. I altered it. Or even like, do you want to try dobo tacos? Which sounds very odd. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's okay. And then when Allison comes to his aid, you and I know a song. Please, my nephew who's from the United States has a balasong.
1: Yes, you know, yes. The yes. butterfly
0: I, because of it, it's so trendy, or whatever. But she has it, and it has the babayan in it with like the script on it. It is amazing how Alan jam packs this and like that's just the first few pages the whole book is like an ode you see that alan and he does talk about it in his book and at the end in the an epilogue and a letter to all the readers is that he took his time in researching Mm. filipino textiles filipino culture you know he acknowledges you know i am from canada born and raised in canada montreal but My knowledge of the Philippines was just limited to fiestas, foods. Our culture is much more than that. It's so
1: much more than that. And I love people that research things so that it's insistent, that it's authentic and all of that stuff. It sounds like it's hit all those checkboxes that I would have in terms of assessing pop culture. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think what Alan challenges us as a Filipino Canadian is there's so much more to our culture then meets mm-hmm. the eyes, whether it's tourism. So separately, you meet Kia, who's walking to Arcadia City, and there must have been a follow up between Allison, her and Allison, and they're mm-hmm. heading to the same place. And for some reason, there may have been a fight. So she gets on a tour bus with all these travelers, not from Philippines, and them <laughs> just talking about, oh, you look, you look different. Oh, I haven't tipped people. <laughs> like all those things that tourists do. Right, in home countries right. that are a bit of a foul play, and there's just a conversation between her and the tour guide saying, "Oh, how can you listen to these people? They're very annoying." Kia says, <laughs> and like, why doesn't this give you a headache? And and this is and I quote: "Sounds like these outsiders have bought your land and using your culture as a theme for profit." Ooh, I know, that and is like deep. while you slave away tending to their needs. And the tour guide goes, man, where'd you get that from? Alkia Kia says is a decolonized mind. Ooh. It is, fascinating. It hits it. And I just... It's so, this is perfect for Filipino-Canadian Heritage Month. The comments that he's bringing, and this is that was chapter one. Wow. There's this so much sounds more. sounds really rich. It is You know super what I mean? Like, rich. really
1: rich. It, rich with metaphor, rich with lessons, rich with entertainment.
0: And it totally is. And I don't even have to say, like, there's a whole section where they're at a Burger Bee, which we know mm-hmm. is veiled <laughs> as Bee. And it's so funny where, you know, Kia said, I thought this is, like, one of the most popular places. Where's the Filipino food? This is all, you know, and the person's like, oh, you know, we have, like, palabok. And you're like, "Okay, okay, I guess I'll settle for that. And it's just so interesting where the commercialization and what the Philippines has done on the whole of us Americanizing or making it palatable for everybody versus... Let's not touch the dish. This is how the dish is made. And let's engage it. And I just, it was mind-blowing. And I don't expect this from a graphic novel. Like, I think it's clear to me that Alan brings so much more to this story. And I have to say, Kuya, the story doesn't end. Like, the story isn't ending. It stops. And you're like, oh, what's happening now? What's mm. going on? What's part of this quest for Key and Allison, and Jay being a sidekick, informing them about Philippine mythology? Like, there's so much more to this. Wow! You can go to the next so question. Would you
1: sample it again? I am saying, like i read,
0: sample. all the pieces, and I know this is a taste test. This isn't a full-out meal. Alan, you're making me do a full-out meal. I want to talk about every <laughs> single part of this book, but we're on, this is a very small taste test. But wholeheartedly kuya and like i'll share with you i'll probably end up buying you a copy so you can <laughs> take it home with you Can't wait and the reason why i would sample it again and i'm going to share this and i would pair this with to whom i would recommend it because i think all mm-hmm. of us because kuya and i try to curate Episodes. We wanted Filipino-Canadian heritage content. This is it. I really encourage you. Not only is this graphic novel written by someone that lives in Montreal, Alan Matudio, it is produced by Anak Publishing, which is based in Winnipeg. Mm. I I think that's really good. And he leaves a note at the end of the book. And I want to read this to the listeners. And I'm quoting, Alan, this is from you. Your last paragraph called Rerooting. He wrote this story to make the reader question their positionality in a similar way that encounters his encounters and learnings that have shattered his foundation. As a Filipino-Canadian, he acknowledges that the injustices that are happening to the people in their homeland are similar to what is happening to the indigenous peoples in Canada or Turtle Island Mm. as a whole. In addition, although our migration channels may differ, he acknowledges that other migrant peoples are also undergoing forced migration for survival. Instead of glorifying developed countries as immigrants and members of the diaspora, Let's question why some countries like the Philippines are having trouble developing. North America owes Filipinos so much. And as such, we have the right to take up space in a country that has the audacity Mm. to make us feel foreign.
1: Amen.
0: I really wanted to leave with that. Alan, this is a fantastic, fantastic graphic novel. This is your first foray. I don't think it'll be your last. We, Jesse and I, encourage... Our listeners, Hello Hello Podcast. We will leave you his socials, Alan Metudio at Alan Mima on Instagram. Go to Anak Publishing, Winnipeg, order Kasama After you listen to this podcast, it's a great way. This money's going to go to him, and he does amazing work. I would recommend any, any of our listeners to take a read on it. It is filled. With anyone that is young, wanting to learn about Philippines, anyone that's older, that wants to discover more, anyone that has been home to the Philippines and wants to see a little capsule of two people from the Philippines talking about their journeys and a little bit of mythology, a little bit of something mystical. So I, I highly recommend anyone to pick this book up.
1: Well, I can't wait. You've totally soaked me on Kasama by Alan Matudio. Folks... We're going to have all those details in our show notes, so check them out there. And that really takes us to the end of this taste test. So, Sigs, take us out.
0: Before I take us out, and I know Alan, I tagged you on this. I sincerely hope you listen to this podcast. This is an open invitation. Jesse and I would love to have you Mm, on for season five. I want to hear more from you. I want to hear more about your journey and how you got into creative writing and to illustration and the research that you did to create these details Mm. in this amazing graphic novel. Kasama, if you have any email, any questions. Or comments, and you pick up a copy, Kasama. Tell us how you liked it. Tell Alan how you liked it. Email us at HaloHaloPulpCulture at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. Our handles is at HaloHaloPulp, hollow hollow and we're on Instagram at hollow hollow pulp culture
1: Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chelt Ringen, and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you guys soon.